Hey everybody, Dr. Dimer Jones here, physical therapist and fitness coach, and I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I hope that you enjoy it. As every episode, we try to bring you high-impact content that is very valuable to your knowledge and to help push fitness, health, and wellness forward. So um, tune into the episode, let me know what you think afterwards, and if you want to check out any other content, head over to www highimpactpt.com slash podcast. Again, www.highimpactpt.com slash podcast and check out even more podcasts from there. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the High Impact Health podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones, physical therapist and fitness coach. And I have a very, very special guest, a fellow CrossFit athlete, a a fellow PT and owner of a CrossFit box. He is an amazing PT up there in Kentucky, which is where I'm from. Um, And we were chatting a little bit about that. He's the owner of Apex PT and Sports Performance in Pound Mountain CrossFit. I have with me Matt Powers. And I'll put an emphasis there and I will tell you all exactly why thank you man for coming on to the episode thanks for having me yeah for sure man yeah so full yeah man dude uh it's, it's funny because my ci going through pt school i spent six months with him and his name was mark powers and he's super active on social media and it's just been funny it was funny when i first sent the request for you and you were like dude it's matt and not mark i was like oh crap <laughs> that was, was kind of funny man uh and yeah, so I, I appreciate your humor in that, man. But thank you again for coming on to the episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, so uh, so tell a little bit, uh, like a little bit about your background. Um, I'm super interested in myself. Obviously, you are completely goals when it comes to owning a CrossFit box and also working with CrossFit athlete and athletic population, which is what I want to do. But tell us a little bit about your background and how everything got started with you. Okay, uh, so I went to undergrad at Lindsey Wilson College, which is in uh, near Bowling Green, Kentucky. I played football there. Uh, once I graduated there, I got my doctorate in physical therapy at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, three years down there, and while I was there, I uh, um, was living in Knoxville for a quarter of the time, and I started CrossFit uh, back in 2015 in a box called Scruffy City CrossFit. Um, there in Knoxville and then uh, I kind of fell in love with it at the time and then I got out of it um, when I was during finishing up PT school and I was given an opportunity at another job to uh, return back to close to the area I grew up in. I actually grew up in Tennessee but um, was given a job on the other side of the border in Kentucky and uh, decided that once things had slowed down that I was going to start CrossFit again so uh, me and one of my business partners uh, decided that we were going to just start doing CrossFit workouts at our local like uh, gym. And uh, we got so involved and loved it so much that we're like, Hey, we're going to start a CrossFit gym. And this was probably (laughs) January of 2018. We decided that we were going to open our own gym. So by June of 2018, we had taken our CFL one in Orlando and opened our first CrossFit gym, um, just down the street. And then at that time, I kind of knew that dealing with athletic populations, uh, general, you know, 
health and wellness and then just general population orthopedic population was kind of where my niche was and where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. So I decided that, Hey, I'm going to open my own physical therapy business too. So, uh, opened my own physical therapy business, uh, one month after my CrossFit box opened, um, in two different locations actually. So my, my, uh, physical therapy business was, you know, just North of where my CrossFit box was. And, um, I loved CrossFit's model so much, uh, as far as, functional fitness and thought that it fits so well with what we needed to be doing as PTs mm-hmm. um, that I decided to incorporate my gym with my physical therapy practice. So now I have an affiliate at both my physical therapy clinics that we have now. So yeah. That's- yeah. Yeah. Also, man, um, dive a little bit in, into the names a little bit. Where did the name apex came from? I'm, 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 I'm always curious. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we were, uh, I have another business partner that's uh, with my physical therapy business. Uh, he's another PT. He went to the University of Kentucky. Um, and we were sitting around trying to figure out our name um, probably in May or April of last year. And um, we were trying to come up with something that we liked and something that would uh, kind of fit our model and definition. And I said, you know, there's nothing, you know, if you reach your apex, you know, apex of health and apex of fitness, then, you know, that's cool and that's our goal is to, to have people reach that um and my first ever encounter with pt was in high school and uh their actual um business was in an apex medical building and so <laughs> so i tied those two together i was like well that'd be pretty cool let's 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 use that so we we enjoyed it we liked it uh so we had a logo made up we're like well this is it our first thing that we ever had done was our logo made so uh, that's kind of where we went with that one Cool. Yeah. No, man. Then, uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, the, uh, the CrossFit box's name, um, is actually, we sit at the base, uh, or in Pineville, Kentucky, and it's near the base of Pine Mountain. <laughs> uh, so we were trying to tag something, you know, local for a CrossFit box so that people, you know, had something to be proud of when they went there and when they were, you know, competing and doing this thing. So we, uh, we tagged Pine Mountain CrossFit. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, told, yeah, that totally makes sense. There's so many gyms out there that's either based off the city or based on the local, what the local area is is for. So, I mean, yeah, cool, cool naming when it comes to all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, so let's talk about your practice a little bit and, and, and how things are set. How do you incorporate that hybrid style, that hybrid model, uh, whenever it comes to, you know, not only from a CrossFit standpoint, but as a business owner, as a PT, like what are some things that you're doing to engage both of those at the same time? that functional fitness aspect of it. So we believe at Apex that um, therapy should not be involved with, or therapy should not, you know, entail just doing like, you know, basic bed exercises. We think too long that went on and they've done basic bed exercises and that doesn't translate well outside of the walls of the clinic. So Mm -hmm. you got people do straight leg raises all day, but you know, is that really going to help with them doing a functional movement out outside of those four walls in the clinic? So we really love the idea of everything that you're doing from day one is going to be based upon a functional movement model mm-hmm. to where from your standpoint in rehab, you're going to be better than when you came in and then probably better than when you were healthy. Um, so we try to incorporate every day that somebody's in here, we're working on their specific ailment, you know, orthopedically, whatever it is, localized, general practice treatment for 
let's say they have a shoulder injury and then we would incorporate some type of, you know, CrossFit workout with it. So let's say you came in with a shoulder injury or you're doing things to specifically rehab that shoulder injury. Then we're going to come up with a generalized health cardio based workout that you're going to do when you come in the door. So you might be doing a, you know, an EMOM of air squats followed up by some, you know, tubing for your external rotators for your shoulders or postural strengthening. So that it's like you're coming into a facility to get a workout in while you're rehabbing. Yeah. So we targeted that model because we, we live in, you know, a horrible area for, you know, chronic illness and stuff like that. So we knew that we, on day one, when somebody comes in, we're going to be looking at their, their nutrition, their health, um, and then trying to put them on a path that when they actually rehab from their injury, that they're bridging that gap between becoming uh, a patient to a health and wellness and someone who's actually interested in fitness. So we're trying to, you know, like we said, bridge the, the area between leaving PT and then becoming, you know, a healthier individual. Uh, because, you know, so many times you go into therapy at other places or, you know, it's all about symptom modification, trying to get those symptoms to go away. Right. But when they go out into the real world and they go back and do those things like, yeah, I don't have any pain. But when I go back out and I go to lift my grandchild or I go to uh, pick up a box from the floor or go upstairs, my pain comes back. Well, it's because we never tested them in the first place. We never put them through a, you know, a functional movement screening or did any functional movement training with them past you know, trying to get their symptoms to go away. So we believe that if we incorporate CrossFit's functional fitness model to make them stronger so that they can do those things outside of the clinic wall, they'll be a lot better off in the long run and hopefully, you know, drink the Kool-Aid and become more healthy in, in, in general. Yeah, absolutely. No, I had Pigeon tell me yesterday night, uh, she said, wow, man, this, this is just like the why that I was going through. And I said, good, because that's what I'm preparing you for. <laughs> so, you know, I definitely feel you on that one, man. Like getting everything to, like you said, transfer back to what their goal is, what that functional fitness style is, and actually pushing the envelope forward, you know, past that laying down in the bed, doing things. And, you know, they're, 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 they're getting some really good results and they're able to check off all the boxes. And then, like you said, whenever they go out to the real world, or in our case, uh, I call it the universe, which is AKA the box, right? Whenever they go out there, they're not prepared for that. And they're kind of having the same cascade. So really pushing the envelope when it comes to our, <clears throat> our rehab, excuse me, uh, can drive, uh, can, can, can really drive outcomes forward, but also to, like you said, get them to drink the Kool-Aid and say, this, this is something that I really want to stick with and, and, and do. Um, as a, as not only a practice owner when it comes to PT, but also a box owner as well, you know, how, how have you been able to, to kind of spread your wings outside of your own box, but getting into multiple boxes as well? Something that I often think of like, well, Hey, look, I have this box and, you know, I go to different gyms and, you know, kind of what's that situation when it comes to that, you don't have to give all the details away, but just kind of some of the people out there say, well, yes, I want to open up a gym. Yes. I want to have a PT practice, but you know, I'm scared that I may not be able to spread my wings as much as I need to. How have been some ways you've been able to do that? I think that, um, you know, just the initial, it is scary. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's something that you look at and you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Or I would say a hundred percent go do it. Do not think about it. You, you know, every day it's not, there's nothing that you're going to be able to be prepared for. Right. It's just being ready to get to work and jump the hurdle every single day. So even, even though we've been open for, we're coming up on a year now, we've been open probably, you know, nine to 10 months. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we still are having things every single day that we have to, you know, deal with as far as, and it's not anything, you know, super serious. It's just, you have to be able to jump those hurdles. And then I think a good thing is, you know, maybe finding a business partner 
uh, that's there to, you know, that you can, you know, split the load with, or, you know, that can help keep you motivated, you know, moving forward. It's always good to have somebody that holds you accountable, even, you know, in any other realm. And I think that uh, just from what I know now, it was hundred percent worth it. There's a little bit of work up on the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, if it's something that you want to do, go after it. Sure, and no. I, I'll go, I'll go, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I have, I have uh, no regret going for it. Um, it also, I think the reason why I like it so much is that I, the, the work that I put in will directly relate to how well I do mm-hmm. um, uh, as far as going out into business, you know, on your own and, and things like that is that I can see the actual benefits of my hard work. I can see exactly where if I put time in on this, okay, we're going to excel in this. If I put time in that, okay, we're going to excel in that. And then it also just, you know, it helps me daily to see how we are able to help change the face of PT and health and wellness. And that's kind of where I was going with CrossFit and then where I was going with PT in general in practice is that I was able to make my mark on both these industries in the way that I wanted to do it. And I think that's what keeps me encouraged and keeps me going day in and day up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you touched on a really good point there that, you know, obviously you want to change the way that we're viewed in the public eye, always, you know, uh, like amongst each other as well, not making things about, you know, XYZ certification, more or less like what are we actually doing for the professional or doing for the people that we, we so, we, we so, uh, so aggressively and, uh, you know, happily uh, argue about sometimes on social media, but, you know, from a standpoint of actually getting the word out there, actually being able to say, hey, look, this is how we're going to do this. And like playing your role in that as a coach, as an owner of a box, as a person who's preaching and practicing functional fitness, I think that's huge uh, to the overall goal of what, you know, myself and a bunch of other people that we follow are trying to do like, hey, look, let's not talk about the things that don't matter. Let's talk about the things that do and then let's drive the profession forward. So I think that's pretty cool that you're doing that Um, uh, like from like ground zero, I believe. Um, basically like before people go ever even go to the hospital, getting them to come in and, you know, any of the athletes that I coach as well, I am constantly preaching to them like, Hey, look, you know, we're doing this for the long haul. We're doing this for a long haul. We're doing this when you're 60, 70, 80, 90, 150, you know, like, Hey, let's, let's keep, let's keep you moving. Uh, because you, you, you darn sure believe that if you can squat 200 pounds or deadlift 200 pounds at 60, the last thing I worry about is like a fall and you can't get up. Okay. So it's actually pretty cool to, 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 to see that every day and then have someone like yourself, you know, having a box and practicing that and preaching that. So that's pretty cool. Two things I like to say, like with some of our patients, because we just an example is we had a lady yeah. that that came to us and she had been in rehab prior. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, feeling fine. She was like, hey, I'm great. I got to lift up my grandchild. And that's the only thing she wants to do is be able to pick up her grandchild. Her grandchild right. is 30 pounds. Well, they never had her do a deadlift. They never had her try to practice any of those movements. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to be doing these things. And the thing that we like to say is that if you can do 50 burpees, you're never going to have to use life alert. No, no. Heck no. <laughs> so no, we man. like to say. No. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. You know, I, um, one, just, 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 just talking to about, about an old lady when I first started coaching, there was one there rocking out 60 something plus nurse, super strong, super fit. She would say, I'm old, I'm old, I'm old. Like, look, no, um, no, uh, no athlete, you're not old, right? Oh, you know, you, like you're wise, but not weak. And like that standpoint, yes, you have a couple of years on you, but you can deadlift, you can do this, you can do this. She no longer says that anymore because I, I constantly preached that and told her, like, look, we know what old quote unquote looks like, right? Uh, from a standpoint of your age, sure, you're a little bit on the wiser side, but darn it, 
Like you can burpee, you can deadlift, you can squat clean, you can do the best, you can hang in there. You run, you, she comes in, she walks a mile before she gets started. She rides the bike for another five miles. She does some stuff afterwards. I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to be bringing more of your friends in here who, who are yelling out that they're old. You aren't old. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, man. Sorry to go off on that tangent. I love it. Though. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, cool. Let's talk about it from a, a programming standpoint. I love, love, love checking, talking programming um, with the many of the gyms that I'm affiliated with. Uh, the number one thing I look forward to every week is talk about their programming, talk about how we're going to continue to push the envelope forward, and then looking at things from my point of view, from a safety standpoint, from a longevity standpoint. Yes, we can, we can, we can rock and roll with 100 pull-ups this week. But let's think about that in the overall grand scheme of things, shoulder, uh, you know, endurance, and kind of what that cascade will look like. I'm just giving an example. So what are some things that you all do when it comes to the programming side that you're, you're, you aren't only using your, your clinical, I'm sorry, your, your coaching hat or your programming hat, but also using your, your, your clinician hat as well to say, hey, look, yeah, we can push that volume a little bit, but we're thinking about longevity for, these, for people and, and how are some ways that you're incorporating that into it? One of the things that we like to, to say is, is, you know, scale, scale, scale. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they come in the front door and they're like, oh, I want to go lift a hundred, you know, just a lot of weight. And it's like, no, let's, let's scale. Let's get proper form down yeah. so that everything looks good and we can prevent injury that way. That's how people last in the long haul is that if we do it correctly the first time, we're not going to be coming in. We're not going to come in here. And we're not going to have all these injuries happening. I think that's a, a common misconception about CrossFit. People are like, oh, it's so dangerous. No, your coaches are there and they're trained to be able to to handle uh, the scaling aspect of it. And right. Especially if you're a PT. I mean, heck, I mean, that's what you have your degree in is pretty much scaling. And <laughs> so um, we try to approach every single person um, as, listen, do not worry about this weight. The weight will come. Uh, the movement will come. Uh, you will get better these in, in the long haul. But if we want to do things appropriately, we want to prevent injury, we want to be healthier in general, let's keep the stimulus up and let's modify and scale until you're able to handle all those weights appropriately. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing for us because when we went into this area, we're in a very rural area. I mean, you know, I, I did CrossFit in a, a lot larger community, in a lot larger city. Right. And you have these gyms that have like the dedicated CrossFitters, the ones that are in there every day trying to, you know, either compete in the open or in general be the best at CrossFit. And then you have gyms that are full of people that are genuinely interested in CrossFit, but they're more genuinely interested in becoming healthy and losing weight in order to do those things. So when we came into this area, it's primarily that you don't have a ton of those guys that are like, you know, let's go be great at CrossFit. Even though we do have those members, we have the majority of our members are here to get healthy. And, you know, that's what CrossFit's all about in general anyways. But we had to start everything super, super scaled for everybody. Um, so we're just kind of, we program based on that mindset. And what's awesome is that we've gotten to the point now where we've been open that these members that are staying with us are finally getting to the point where they're starting to practice these higher level uh, technical movements, um, starting to practice their uh you know gymnastics movements and that's it, just another level of them getting excited all over again because it's just like everybody else you know that learning curve is very steep but now they're getting into to like in increments pick up all of these new movements so it's like their interest meter keeps spiking and spiking and spiking they get excited about you know in general being healthy because they're getting better at something that you know is is pretty cool so that's one thing that we get excited about is that 
we can program these workouts to scale to the point where they're always getting, you know, better at something. And it's not like constantly feeling like, man, I just can't do this. So that's our, that's our mindset when we go forward into the, in that, into that realm. Yeah, no, and like I commend you for 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 setting up, like you said, in like a, a rural area. It's so easy to set up in a larger city, set up in a place where you know people are just gonna, you know, come in by the droves, already having some type of formal background of whether it be fitness or CrossFit or something like that. Like I start off in a rural area as well, and I call them community-based gyms where you might have, like you said, four to ten members or like five to ten members who are, you know, super athletic, have done been doing CrossFit and all that stuff. But the large majority of who you treat and train and, and, and then kind of coach are all in that, like you said, that intermediate to like beginner area. So you're constantly having to remind them, hey, look, run your own race. Hey, look, you're going to be able to do this. But from a scale, scale, scale standpoint, because you're trying to build longevity and try to build um, athletes over the long haul instead of like, hey, look, you come in here, you know, you're going to compete all the time. We got to we got to get you ready. No, you just want to be able to, like you said. Know, lift up, you know, like lift your your grandson, or you want to be able to, you know, uh, you uh, you know, check your heart rate, blood pressure, and like know that it's not through the roof, or be able to, you know, like you said, fall onto the ground and pick yourself right back up. Like all that stuff is super important, and I think we need even more gyms out there in those rural areas practicing and preaching as well, and then giving them, you know, like you said, from a medical standpoint or a clinical standpoint, giving them someone to have be that resource for, which is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. So, cool. Let's go ahead and shift away a little bit. Um, we'll come back to that. Um, I love talking sports outside of CrossFit, but don't worry, I will talk about our sport of CrossFit and, and then kind of some some nuance there. So, cool. Um, you, you mentioned that you played football and stuff like that um, in college. What's, what's your sports teams, man, when it comes to football, basketball, all that good stuff? We're going to go college or we're going to go pro? College and pro. I'm a, I'm, I, I love both. Okay. Uh, college, University of Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. I was born in Knoxville, so you know, that's my home state. It's where I got to go for that. Um, uh, big Nashville Predators fans mm-hmm. as far as hockey um, and Tennessee Titans. Uh, don't really – I would say that if I had an NBA team, um, I'd have to go where wherever LeBron James is. I just like LeBron James in general. Um, I was trying to think. Um that's about it. I, I mean, I kind of – where I played football in college, I, I don't watch a lot of pro football hardly. Right. Big into hockey um, as far as right now. Um, but what about you? What about you? What are your, what are your teams? Yeah, dude, uh, you had me all the way just – when once you said University of Tennessee, I was like, I can no longer respect this guy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I did go to uh, – I went to grad school in Knoxville, but by then my Florida Gators have already had my heart. So, uh, yeah, definitely a Florida Gators fan. Uh, been that way since the Tebow days, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, 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 but I do um, – Knoxville was fun, man. Knoxville was fun when I was up there. So, uh, gaining a lot of respect from those. I will say this, the week of graduation, <laughs> it was crazy. Never – look, uh, so, like, on, on, like, my car. My car is, like, the Florida Gator blue, which was actually an accident. I didn't buy it because of that. It was just a small car I could drive. It was like the Florida Gator blue, and I had this huge Florida Gator sticker. So I'm always getting hunks and stuff like that. I was used to it. The <laughs> week of graduation, I kid you not, man, someone slashed my tires. 
No. Yeah, I kid you. I said it wasn't even like during football season or nothing. I had been through two football seasons. It's the middle of the summer. That's when I slashed my tires. I'm like, the only way I knew, the only reason why I know they could do that or, or the reason why is because they had the Florida Gator stuff. on. I'm like, come on, y'all. Come on. <laughs> I was like, come on. It's not even during football season. During football season, I used to get some ugly looks, but um, but no, it's it's cool, man. And uh, I love the Lakers. Uh, I don't mind that LeBron is on there. It's just tough to see them not making the playoffs. And then as far as it comes to hockey and stuff like that, I, you know, I'm – now, I'm a bandwagon person. I only know three or four people in hockey, you know, Sidney Crosby and, like, Alex Oveskin. So, yeah. if they weren't playing or something like that, I wasn't really watching it. And then, uh, you know, uh, as far as it comes to NFL, the only games I can watch really right now in the NFL, just because Sundays, it's crazy enough, it's supposed to be the, the, the rest day. It's, been, it's, it's actually one of my busiest days come preparing for the next week. So, I watch my Cowboys. Then I might catch like the, a little bit of the Sunday night game before I fall asleep, man. So uh, yeah, the NFL's been rough. But Saturdays, dude, I remember waking up at like nine, all the way up to eleven, and just watching football all day. Now you know between some SEC teams and stuff, it's it's hard to watch it all day. So yeah, I guess the older we get, the, the less we can watch sports all day. Kind of fade a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 cool, though, man. So yeah, sure. So yeah, let's 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 talk about another sport, our sport, CrossFit. Um. And then just this whole whole new setup when it comes to just, you know, them moving towards more of what we're like kind of what we say in the health side of things, kind of taking the the uh the emphasis out uh, off of the the games and putting it back into the the affiliates. What are your thoughts on that? Um do you like you think it's a good move? And then from a business standpoint, what do you all think that you can say, hey, look, now we're gonna try to shift this this way or or something like that? What are you all kind of thought process on that? Um, uh, I'll start off by saying, man, I wish they had kept the media team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this year's open. Uh, I love CrossFit. I love CrossFit Inc. as a whole. Uh, but man, they made that tough because um, we had a lot of participants their first year uh, getting into the open. And, man, like we're talking about how awesome it is and how awesome these open announcements are. And then uh, it falls flat a couple times. Um, and, you know, we miss Dave Castro being up there. But, um, I love the idea that um, Greg Glassman really doesn't care how much people love it um, yeah. because he, he's more worried about the health and wellness of, of others. Mm -hmm. um, how far he should go into taking off the media, I don't know, because I think that um, what can get people genuinely interested in the sport right. is how well it's, you know, how well it's pushed out. Um, because you know, CrossFit battles a lot of, uh, um, you know, some negativity from, you know, you know, maybe bodybuilding gyms or things of that nature, the way it's been for so long. Right, right. Um, that I think that the media was making it cool to the people that aren't a part of it. Um, so they were seeing this and like, man, this, this is really, this is really neat. I think I could be a part of this and I want to be a part of this. And I, and I think then once they get in it, they start seeing the health benefits and then they, they chase it. I think that it helped so much that I wish that they, you know, could have kept that on or kept that aspect of it. I don't think that it hurt, um, or drew away from the, the health and wellness side of it because right. people's aspirations were to go to the games. Well, guess what? you have to be one of the healthiest individuals on earth to go to the game. So right. I think that, you know, I love that he pushes towards that. And I love that he doesn't really care uh, what, you know, people think about it. Uh, but I think that 
in the realm as far as business um, and getting people genuinely interested in it that um, it would have been awesome if they had kept it. I don't think that it's going to hurt them in any way uh, moving forward. But um, like I said, most of the people that, you know, we deal with on a daily basis are just trying to get healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, They look at it as well. I've got somebody there that can help scale these weights and help make this easier on me so that I can get into this and then become healthy. And then they start eating up the, you know, the idea of like CrossFit and then going to the games, participating in the open. So, um, but to the people outside of the box, I think that it would have been, you know, better if they had kept that media, you know, rolling and, you know, but again, research, research, research on becoming healthy is, you know, probably first and foremost. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. A hundred, 10% agree with you. I think to, to the fans, like it's not like me and you are like, we love like getting that update show. We love kind of seeing where people were stacking up when it came to the leaderboard. We love kind of the, all of that stuff, almost like it was, um, you know, obviously like, you know, like a real sporting uh, activity, right? Like we don't no longer have that. It's, it's more or less like, Hey, you know, like, like you have this, this thing happen. Uh, there was really no draw up to the open. A lot of people don't even know what the open is right now. They're fairly new to it. There's one in, you know, there's one now, there's one in October. And I think from, you know, all the information that was coming out, especially you as a box owner, it was like, yo, like I'll find out stuff from like socially, like, you know, morning chalk up or, you know, Arm and Hammer and all this stuff. And it was like, well, what are the affiliate uh, owners thinking about this? And like, they just put something out and not, not to bash, you know, CrossFit or anything. And I love HQ. I, I reference them often. They put, they put out really great content for all of us just to kind of just digest. So I love everything they did. But like you said, like, I don't think it had to be dichotomous where they got rid of all the staff and kind of had this overlaying approach of like, okay, well, this is what we're shifting to. And then let's just forget about the games, have it kind of be a back burner while we push towards this health and fitness wellness. I think that's something that could have been done simultaneously. Like I, I get like what one every 10 members that you might see at your gym uh, you know, has an aspiration or had aspiration to go to the games, but we still have nine people there that were, you know, like, you know, obviously still in it and, you know, it's kind of just want to do its thing. So I don't think it had to be one or the other. I think it was really cool to kind of see the update shows and that, you know, like Roe versus Boz or like you said, Dave Castro announcing it. And I, and I see some, I've seen some, some recent stuff to say, okay, I get why they might've shifted, but man, do I love things just being the same as something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so it's, it's, it's okay though, man. We'll be all right. This, this, the sport's going to be all right, man. And, uh, I think the earlier part of the reason why they needed the social media team or the not social media, but the, um, the media team is because there was so much misconception out there. There was, you know, people getting hurt or this or that, and they just needed to create the sport or the, the, the brand of CrossFit as its own entity. Um, and I think now that they realize that they've done that or there's enough affiliates or there's enough people that know it, that if by now, if you don't know that it's here to stay, then, you know, oh, well, but I think they just need to yeah, And I think once they realize that they don't need to have all this stuff, then they're just kind of um, just kind of moving forward with it now, which, you know, which is which, you know, is an, an, an uh, a business approach that they're I mean, they're more than welcome to take. So and I can tell you how much it helped, you know, us sharing. CrossFit's to show others about how well people are doing like those you know those videos that they posted were inspirational like these people against all odds they were in here getting better with somebody that could guide them 
And, you know, a lot of our members saw that. I was like, they ran with it. Like, if they can do it. I can do it. Let's yep. go. Um, so I, I think in, in a way the media was helping them mm -hmm. for people more healthy. Um, but I don't know. I, I watched these videos. I'm like, well, man, this is what it was like when, you know, it wasn't that popular. So it's kind of like we're still grassroots almost. So it's, uh, it's kind of funny to see the, the toss and turn of the good media and then some of the not so good media. But. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think right now they're just shifting it towards more like, let's say the NFL network, like more or less like, you know, CrossFit HQ media staff was like the NFL network. Uh, but like the NFL network came after ESPN or CBS sports and all that kind of stuff. Basically what they're doing is basically flipping that. And now they're trying to create these other channels. Like, Hey, we don't necessarily need the NFL network. We might still have some stuff put out from them, but you know, you have ESPN, you have CBS, you have Fox, New uh, Fox sports, uh, you know, rather that be through other outlet channels. And basically now they get to tell the story of CrossFit and not HQ paying all these people in order to do that. So that's the way that I'm kind of looking at it. Like, I would still have liked it to be like another year or two or three or, f or forever. Uh, but, you know, I get it from their standpoint. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, all right. So cool. Let's, 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 uh, let's go ahead and move on uh, from there. As far as when it comes to um, kind of, uh, you know, you know, treatment style, I'm always curious about this, right? Cause we all have our, our treatment style, our, our treatment approach. We all preach practice and, 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 and train, you know, CrossFit and stuff like that. But how are some ways that you're incorporating or, you know, what is like, let's say if I came in there and I was an athlete, whether it be acute or chronic injury, and I'm just like, hey, look, you know, I want to go from, you know, point A, which might be seeing you all the way down to Z, which is like RX again. What are some steps and stuff that you've done from an evaluation standpoint, from a, you know, a, a standpoint of management of the patient throughout and then like really getting them to the, not only their goals, but I like to, you know, I like to think that we're, we getting them past their goals. Okay, great. You want to lift 225 pound deadlift, um, you know, for this particular CrossFit athlete, uh, now let's get you to 235, 245. What are, what are, what are some ways that you've been able to, to have that success as a clinician in order to quick take them from point A to point Z? Cause as much as people really want to work with this crowd, we gotta, <laughs> you gotta be pretty good at, you know, putting on that coaching and clinician hat as well. Something I've definitely learned over the last few months. So if we if we had a uh, CrossFit athlete or an athlete in general, yeah, not even CrossFit, is that we're looking at like whether they have an injury or not, um, we put them primarily through. We have a system based method that we put everybody through as far as the higher level uh, athlete about functional movements, about what's your um, like if they're coming to us and they're like, hey, I want to get better at this. Well, we're going to look at that. We're going to look at their form. We're going to look at their technique. We're going to look at, you know, what their maxes are. And we're going to do every single movement that they have in a big, long sheet. And then we're going to talk to them personally, like one-on-one. -on -one. What, are, what are your goals? Where do you want to go with this? And then we break it down about what can we do um, part to whole to make you better at that specific movement. Right. So, uh, you know, if they want to do some big large combined functional movement of working on let's say they want to work on snatch um, and they want to get better at that or we're going to break it down to whether it be single body parts you know working on specific balance techniques and movements all the way up to putting part to whole together to complete the, the, the movement itself in a percentage-based rep repetition max programming system if you get what i'm saying right um, they may come in we we like to hone in on the small parts first, trying to build up techniques in every single area that we can until we get them to that actual functional movement. 
and then building up their strength on that functional movement with a few bits and pieces of, you know, uh, other parts of the movement itself as we move along. So uh, it'd be broken down very, very small at first, uh, what we call our building blocks, and then progressing them from there on the functional movement by adding some of those other uh, blocks along the way as far as strength and conditioning goes. Um, and we do that generally with uh, any athlete that comes in. If they are wanting to get better at one specific thing, we're going to break that down, and then we will uh, move to a more uh, functional movement system itself. Cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah. Same. Same. Same thing. I, I try to to look at it like, okay, what are you coming in here for? How can like let's let's look at a few things. Let's try to get you where you started, and then push it towards again, like you said, more of that functional fitness or that compounding movement or whatever the case may be. Look great. I know you just want to deadlift two twenty five, but hey, look, let's let's see if we need to work on some more hip mobility or like you know a core or you know creating that neutral spine or whatever you want to do. Is it a form related or is it more of a uh, increased sensitivity so now we're touching in the pain science and all this other fun stuff so it gets really really nuanced and i love them and and and, and, and i'm sure you do too when people ask you what you do and you're like uh you got like 30 minutes because <laughs> it's because so, it's so different right it's so different than the, the stuff that we would see in the clinic and um i don't know if you uh you said it or not but did uh you work in a clinic before like did you have an actual like like i guess you know outpatient setting job or whatever the case may be Yes, I was a clinic director at a, uh, another company uh, based out of Knoxville. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, I jumped right into it. So for me, it's like I wouldn't even know how to go into that realm at all. But I think it's pretty cool to actually see the, the dichotomous. Like, I, you know, obviously I worked there. I was an intern in that kind of setting. So it's cool to see how my work day is or my treatment style differs from um, my contemporaries in that aspect. But still respecting the fact that, you know, we're PTs, we're still doing this kind of stuff we still have this knowledge base that allows us to treat, train, and coach. Uh, but uh, it also allows us to, to really tap into that coaching side of it and really break down movements that, you know, like, like if you just don't know how to, uh, it may, may, may not be possible. So really pushing that envelope for us. I think that's pretty cool. I think, pretty I cool. think it's hard to say that any, you know, CrossFit coach, like who would be better qualified to be a CrossFit coach than, you know, a PT? I mean, yeah. It's all about scaling and it's all about progressing. Uh, based on either, like you said, mobility deficits, balance deficits, core mm -hmm. deficits, posterior chain deficits, and who's better at picking out those things and moving them forward than us. Well, I yeah, no, I, I, I have no idea. Now, I, I have seen some, 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 some really knowledgeable CrossFit coaches right now that are really crushing the game as far as when it comes to really breaking down movement. But like you said, as far as the way it comes to a match made in heaven, uh, as, you know, when it comes to like you know a, a movement-based profession. You know, with a movement-based like you know methodology, you put those two together, and I absolutely love coaching. I absolutely love you know you know having that group setting, really bringing that movement, telling them the why, have them tell me the why. Because you know, the other day when I was coaching it, it was like, okay, why do we do back squats? Why do we do this way? Why do you know? Why do we need like? Why do we put our feet out this way? Why do we do this stuff? Not just kind of bringing it from a standpoint like I'm a guru, but also getting that information back as well. You say, hey, look, I really don't know anything, right? Uh, I know it's slightly a little bit, but, you know, I want you all to tell me more or less why that's the case. So I think it's pretty cool that we get to have that communication skill, that teaching skill, um, all, you know, that, 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 that uh, knowledge of the anatomy that we learned through school, but also to be able to, you know, break that down. Like you said, scale it 
or have that conversation with someone who has no idea what a snatch is. And now we're trying to teach them the most complex barbell movement, um, you know, out there or teach them, you know, how to use their, you know, how to kip correctly. So, I mean, all that kind of goes into it, man. It's like you say, we're super qualified in, in order to do that. I think more P I, I, I wish more PTs would, would, would get into it. And, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be crossfit. It could be any movement practice. I could care less what it is. To be honest with you. Just push functional movement. That's what yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. So cool, man. Uh, I'm not going to hold you up, bro. Um, I know that you got a thousand things to do, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> which is awesome, man. Try to always stay busy when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, just in closing, just let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Like if you have any new stuff dropping here soon, I know that you just opened up in uh, like a couple of new locations. You're rocking and rolling through that. And please tell me whenever you're going to let me come up there and hang out with you for a week, man. <laughs> Love to have you anytime, but um, sure. you can find me on my personal Instagram at mpal12, um, and then or mpal012, and mm-hmm. then we have a um, Instagram for our uh, CrossFit gym. Uh, we'd love to have everybody go on there and just kind of see what we've been doing and what we've been up to. Um, but uh, its uh, handle is uh, Pine Mountain CrossFit. You can just look it up, Pine Mountain CrossFit. And then the physical therapy side of it is just Apex PTSP, Apex Physical Therapy and Sports Performance. Um, and then we're on Facebook as well. And you can find us under any of those names. And we'd love to have you guys come follow us or give us a shout out or tell us what you would like to, to have us do or anything like that. It would be awesome. Yeah, no, and uh, I second that, man. Matt is an awesome guy, y'all. He's, I mean, he was super patient with me. We'll get on a podcast. He's been, I mean, we, we, we've chatted a few times over the last few months super open with everything. So if you are a, you know, a young clinician out there or a young, you know, practice owner and like really want to start doing something like this, uh, man, he means what he says by, by reaching out. So please, please reach out to him for sure. And then nobody hesitate to, you know, if you have any questions about going into practice like this, mm-hmm. opening up your own box, feel free to uh, message me on any of those platforms. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I, I'll definitely be in touch for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely be in touch. <laughs> Yeah, man. So cool. Appreciate it so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast. Always increase your sports performance, your health, and your wellness. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you for listening again. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the High Impact Health Podcast with your host, Dr. Diamond Jones. It would mean the world to me if you were to hand over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from and just leave me a review or a like or a follow or a subscribe, any of those things to help push the podcast forward. Share it out to a friend or two, right? All this will help me to not only be able to deliver the best content, but help get this knowledge out there more and more. And it allows me to do more of these podcasts, right? The more people we have listening, the more we can kind of spread it out there too. So again, uh, please like, follow, share um, the podcast, and I appreciate that in advance. Thank you.